0: Hello and welcome to this the 10th episode of the second series of McManus Talks. And today I'd quite like to return to a topic we discussed in uh, the second episode of this series called Happyology, where I construct an argument around what I think uh, economic studies um, so it was all based around the economic problem, which is that there's, uh, infinite wants, uh, everybody wants lots and lots of things, uh, an infinite number of things. And then when we combine all our wants, they are infinite, but there are only finite resources to get those wants, And therefore, uh, I, I sort of go on and talk about how economic studies, how we deal best with those constraints, how we, uh, take, uh, constrained resources and convert them into as much of our wants as we can. And therefore, um. I argue that economics really studies um, how to sort of maximise happiness and therefore uh, the reason for the name of the title, Happyology. And today I'd like to use the case study of the movie La La Land um, as an example of both the power of economics and how it's important. to our worlds. So, just to give you a rough idea of, of La La Land for those of you who haven't engaged with it, La um, La Land is a sort of romantic comedy musical, uh, at least in, in my head. Uh, there's romance, there's comedy, and there's music, um, and it's it's very good. Uh, I'd recommend it. Um, it's received 14 Oscar nominations, which uh, ties the record for the most of nominations. Uh, 11 BAFTA nominations, which um, at least leads the way this year, uh, and received six Golden Globe awards because uh, that ceremony's already been and gone. And it's receiving reasonably good praise from not just me. Um, and without giving uh, any plot spoilers, the the plot to some extent or the story or the narrative result revolves around constrained optimization. The, 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 uh, the quality of the movie, at least for me, uh, beyond the sort of acting, the directing, the musical numbers, uh, the dancing, that sort of thing, the choreography, um, the, the kind of quality of the plot revolves around this idea that we have, um, uh, constraints on us and, and the, the sort of central uh, thrust of the movie, uh, us uh, at least of the characters but i think also the, the people watching um which of our objectives are the most important to us and, and how that influences our lives and and i think to some extent this idea of compromise um which really is is what economics is about is this idea of how we use our, our constrained resources how we compromise in one area in order to to increase in another this idea of compromise is both central to this movie uh, and central to economics and I think to some extent um, the uh, the accolades of which the movie's been receiving is for me uh, partly because of the the sort of economic problem if you will uh, at the center of the plot <music> This idea of compromise being important to uh, storytelling and to, to narratives and important to success as well in, in these storytelling environments um, can also, to me, be explained um, in an analogy I make quite a lot. and uh, made recently when I was abroad um, talking to school children, and that's the difference between Harry Potter and Twilight, um, where sort of, again, I'll try and summarise the plots of these a little bit without um, ruining uh the stories for those who haven't engaged with it but harry potter is a world where um there are wizards and there are good and bad wizards and they sort of uh, the central thrust of the story is is this battle between good and bad both uh, person by person and and uh, generally uh, with all people and in twilight there are um vampires and it's generally a love story um but the interesting thing about the vampires which are to a large extent at the center of the twilight uh franchise of books and films is that they they themselves hold very few constraints so uh, vampires live forever uh, to a large degree um they don't need to sleep uh, they're very beautiful um and through a sort of plot device they're also incredibly rich and if you look at sort of uh, uh measuring uh, the sort of uh qualities of Harry Potter versus Twilight, uh, either financially or, or through other means, you see that Harry Potter is more successful than the Twilight franchise. And, and there's lots of different reasons that this could be the case. And people have different arguments, certainly with respect to target audiences and, and that sort of thing. But for me, the, the true uh, sort of beauty, the true reason why Harry Potter is sort of more successful than Twilight is because Harry Potter deals more with the idea of constraint. Uh, and it deals more with the with the economic problem, if you will of um, needing trade-off, trade-off being at the heart of the story that not everything can happen. In, in a world where there's magic, where in principle, everything could sort of happen, uh, you know, you, there are very few things that you can, one cannot produce in, with magic in in the, the Harry Potter universe. Uh, the trade-off becomes, because um, two sides have both have the power of magic, the, the good and the evil, there's a great scene, it's unfortunately not in the movies, um, but there's a great scene at the start of the sixth book, The half Prince, whereby uh, the evil wizards are sort of gaining power, Uh, and the people in charge, uh, at least politically, of uh, the good side of the magical community go and visit the the British muggle, the British ordinary prime minister, and sort of um, tell them the steps they're trying to make to try and diminish the power of of, of the evil wizards. Uh, and, And... It's it's a very good chapter. Anyway, at the end of this chapter, uh, the British Prime Minister sort of finally speaks his mind, uh, obviously a man um, in the books, uh, finally speaks his mind and says, I don't understand, you've got magic, why can't you just magic the bad guys away? Uh, And then the the Minister for Magic uh, turns around and says, well, the problem is the other side have magic too. And I think here you've got an idea of constraint, you know, it's not all... um, happy-go-lucky i think the the extent to which twilight has constraint is is really partially in a love triangle and partially in in a sort of other contrivance that if i try to explain um i might give away some of the the story of the narrative um and yeah and i i think for me personally i, I love harry potter i think it's fantastic i i twilight but i don't anticipate reading it for a second time uh but for me the, the beauty of harry potter against twilight or, or just in general is the way it deals with the constraint and the way really embraces the economic problem the way it embraces economics uh, if you will finally for today i, I, I want to reference um, the 11th episode of of the last series of McManus Talks, MT11, uh, which is called In Search of Grey, um, which kind of uh, discusses, I mean, it it uses a particular reference of of, um, free markets, good or bad sort of uh, discussion that was a running theme throughout the last series of of the podcast. Um, But within it, 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 the podcast talks about how um, where there are no right or wrong answers, where there's no sort of concrete binary choices or, or at least uh, binary clear winners and losers uh, is where we get the most interesting uh, sort of scenarios both uh, academically and, and in personal life and you know if we sort of take it back to movies you know are often movies sort of uh, targeted towards children for sure and certainly true of when i was growing up a little less so now but sort of comic book type movies uh, well one's largely associated with a clear good guy and a clear bad guy and, and in the end the good guy wins you know and and it's that lack of gray there's a sort of a clear a clear good and a clear bad it's the lack of the in-between which uh, which kind of takes away from the story of these movies and um, you know we can make the same sort of arguments academically uh, you know sort of be it brexit for example that, that the grey was was the thing that kind of made things happen you know that there were sort of black and white arguments in the brexit debate or at least perceived black and white arguments in in terms of you know the 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 consequences and things but it was more in the grey and the sort of power sharing and and places like that but it it, what i'm trying to say at least both in terms of entertainment from the perspective of la la land or harry potter or, or whatever um, but also sort of academically there's much more to be reflected upon and much more to be uh, uh, digested uh, in the places where there where there is this gray where there is uh, some sort of conflict some sort of trade-off where judgment and reason needs to be applied because it's here where robots can't make decisions and robots can't determine what's what's good and bad and it's here where I think humanity comes to life to some extent I don't know that sounds a bit strong but still um, I'm trying to say that uh, movies are good because or, or at least the movies which are good are the movies which engage with economics a bit more than the movies which don't break, uh, engage with economics to some extent this has been a bit flippant but i think actually you know if you if you're an idiot like me uh you certainly believe it um but yeah i, th- I think that's kind of interesting sort of how constraints uh are in our lives and 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 how they uh change the way we perceive uh, different things can be kind of fun let me know your thoughts uh, otherwise i'll see you next time yeah.